This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special Fight for the Fallen AEW Predictions episode of the BCP. Right now, you are listening to a cover of Fozzie's Judas by my good friends at Damn Nation. Guys, as always, thank you for letting me use your awesome tunage. It's always a privilege. Uh, check them out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. So many good tunes by these guys. They just put out a great uh, Metallica cover. Everyone check that out. But right now, it's time to uh, inter- introduce this impromptu panel right out the gate we have to welcome back to the show who's been making quite a few appearances lately hashtag the queen of the indies the heartbreak chick herself miss tiffany what's up tiff welcome back hi thanks for having me back again you're gonna be sick of me soon <laughs> oh not at all you you've been killing it i've got a lot of good uh feedback on our uh, interview with miss casey Catal. thank you for making that happen yeah that's our girl it's the girl love it Excited, excited to see her at Goddesses in a couple weeks. And yes, Synergy too. I didn't forget. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and also, please welcome back to the show, hashtag lay editor in chief, hashtag dad instincts, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Bill Bodkin. What's up, bro? What is going on, Rob? It's good to be here on a very uh, impromptu, as you said, Fight for the Fallen preview show. That's how, that's how we do it, man. No uh, Jameson sponsorship tonight. Uh, I gotta be responsible one night in my life. <laughs> so it's gonna be on a, t- so on a Tuesday. I don't have, it means I don't have any. That's why. <laughs> I got you, bro. But guys, thank you so much for a few minutes. Um, you know, there's only four matches. I figured we'd cover this thing. You know, keep uh, cranking out the content. We've got a lot of good feedback. Um, so let's just dive right into this thing. And as always, we do ladies first here on the BCP. And you guys just brought this to my attention moments ago. But we do have uh, the Nightmare Sisters of Allie and Brandy versus a TBD opponent or a pair of TBD opponents, I should say. Uh, I'm going to say, like I said uh, last time, if it's a TBD opponent, I'm going to assume that the Nightmare Sisters are going to come out on top on this one. But let's throw it to the host of the All Elite Pod herself. Miss Tiffany, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, again, since it's just like put together, like what, not that long ago about this match? I mean, I'm confused. That's how I kind of feel about this. So I'm assuming it's going to be two jobbers because that's how we got uh, last week with Nyla Rose as well. I mean, I'm the queen of the Indies, so I'm all about the indie wrestling. So I agree with you on this one. I think the Nightmare Sisters um, are going to take this win. So I feel sorry for whoever they're going to wrestle. Absolutely. And it seems like the storyline is they're kind of butting heads a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that. I'd love to see the opponent be Skylar Moore. Um, you know, some of our friends from the Indies, like you said, it's always great to see. Uh, but give me more Abaddon. I want more Abaddon. Let's make this happen. Bill, your thoughts. That was going to be my pick. It's going to be a handicap oh. match and Abaddon's going to kick the crap out of both of them because she oh. should. I would love that. If she just came out and ran through both of them, like yes. one Totally moves Abaddon in, in, in story and in, in her character moves forward. Everyone loves her, and you know keeps that friction going between Brandy and Al. You know they've won a couple AEW dark matches. They don't need they don't need to win. If you're gonna break them up, just have Abaddon come out and just beat them up. Or uh, Tony Khan recently quoted um, on Twitter. Uh, Sheeta tweeted out that she wasn't very happy that Big Swole got uh, suspended because 
there's literally no women in AEW signed full-time right now. So he said, we're going to sign some more domestic talent. So there's a lot of people becoming available right now. So maybe someone we don't know. Or maybe like Jayanna, but I can see like Abaddon coming out and then Allie just was like, nope, and then leaps. So I kind of see something like that happening as well. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I would love to, I, lo- I mean, I would love to see if, if like Rachel Ellering, like, you know, comes out, something like that. Like, that'd be cool as hell too, but we'll see. Mm. I mean, my I would love just to be Avedon, just to be a one-woman wrecking crew and just, what? yeah. What if, since we saw Faye Jackson oh, down there. Don't, don't tease oh. me with a good time. <laughs> don't tease me with a good time. I love Faye Jackson. I found out she lives in New Jersey now. And I'm like, what? I just saw her at Synergy, so hmm, we've been seeing her in the front row going like this over to Archer and stuff. Or not. <laughs> yes, okay, I'm all for this. See, Queen Indies, I need my indie girls. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, Abaddon and Faye Jackson is the tag team we've always needed in our life. I would be 100% for that. You guys have me more pumped for this match than the you know Instagram. It's not going to be. It's not going to be anything no, remotely not. close to yeah. that. But, it's probably not, but we can we can dream about it, right? Sure. It's, one of those, well, it's a match this, that you wouldn't know that you needed. So, I'll tell you what, like, um, and this is not a knock by any means. You know, we always talk about how like the fiend has has been hot and cold so much with everything going on uh, on the other planet over there. But uh, I'm just like looking at Abaddon. I'm like the fiend who like she is well only been on once or twice, red hot right now. So you guys got me pumped for that one. We'll see what happens. <laughs> now the expectations are like this. <laughs> Oh, remember, I thought Nyla Rose's uh, um, announcement was she was going to have her own, the, the first female faction, like, not the Nightmare Sisters, that's crap, um, like, like the first faction of women in AEW, and that didn't happen. She's going to have a manager, which I think, I think it's fairly obvious who that's going to be, but um, yeah, I'm hoping something big, you know, let's do something with the women's division. I mean, it's good. It, it just like there's a lot of women you could add to make it even better. And if that means you have to add Faye Jackson and put the belt on her, fine with that. Wow. You talk about high expectations. You guys are getting me pumped for this. But uh, as soon as this match was announced, I had super high expectations for that. We're going to get Cody versus Sonny Kiss for the TNT title. Uh, I think this is going to be a show stealer. I tweeted this as soon as it was announced that uh, this was going to be a show stealer. And yes, Mr. Cody Rhodes did like my tweet, Bill. You know that. Uh, close personal friend. No, but you're, you're a close personal friend, I should say, Bill. But um, I think this is going to be a show stealer. Show stealer. Uh, I do think Cody is going to retain here just so he can keep having these showcases of, of, you know, fighting against some of the indie talent and showcase more of the AEW talent. I think it's a win-win. Um, so I'm going to go Cody to retain here. Super stoked for this one. Bill, we'll throw it to you first. And Sunny Kiss coming a long way, like almost one calendar year from first fight for the Fallen against Peter Avalon. Um, I remember seeing this dude in, in Lucha Underground as Exolicious. Had uh, just like this killer look, killer vibe, but has come so much further in terms of presentation, in terms of in-ring ability in a span of a year. Uh, Sonny's going to kill it. It really, really is. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go with Cody to retain because I need I need that Cody Warhorse match to happen because that match will rule ass. I can remember when I saw Warhorse before he was even in the paint, getting tossed down from the top of the Rawway Rec Center, and then abused by Necro Butcher with chairs, like like legit, just 
knock the crap out of him with chairs. I mean, that is a tough dude, so I need to see that match as well as I still need Cody versus Matt Tremont. I still need Cody versus Eddie Kingston. Um, but this... Oh, pick buddy! <laughs> bro. Dang it! Eddie, Eddie Kingston and him, that would just... They don't even have oh. to fight. They could just promo each other to death, and it would be great. Oh. Uh, but yeah, dude, Sunny Kiss and Cody, probably your main event for out for the first hour. That's going to be a really, really awesome match. Oof. Absolutely. Oof. My heart with all the indie talent. I can't. This is why I love AEW so much. So another one. Sonny's been a dear like of of mine in the indie scene. He's a sweetheart. I saw him at Synergy. I've seen him at uh, Full Gear. I he, uh, Capital Wrestling. Like oh my god, uh, amazing. Uh, we need more. I've been saying this even on the Ole podcast. We need more Sunny. We need more Sunny. Give us that indie talent that I love so much more i i love my elite and everything like that but come on let's start bringing the other guys up so but my whole thing with this is same thing if you're going to call out another wrestler okay don't do it right before the pay-per-view okay so we've already had this on a road to fight for the falling and they're talking about war horse don't do that because now you just gave it away that cody's gonna retain it's not gonna happen i hate that they do that don't do it wait to after or so, you get sunny kiss versus war horse it's not happening no i know it's not happening but it'd be pretty not sweet <laughs> it'd be pretty sweet if it did it's not happening. It's just you put too much built into the road of, and I don't like that. Don't spoil it for us. So, but this is gonna be a great match, and Cody's retaining. So, I wonder if they'll put that into the, they'll put that into the post match, like he, how Cody basically his all his tweets are basically like I'm gonna, I'm Sonny's great, but I'm gonna roll this guy, like he's gonna like barely win this match. Yeah. No. Well. It's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be one of those ones that it's like, yeah, they didn't think it was as good as it was. And again, someone who seen a lot of these guys before, I know I know how good they are. So also, I also wonder if you see some sort of Cody, more of that heel turn coming. Some because you're gonna see him maybe have to bend the rules a little bit, you know? Because I still thinking by all out, he's. That 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 those four fingers are coming up for a reason because I think that faction's coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. I still think that you know, like when you think about this, I have these conversations with friends, and we get into like really deep, gets really heated around here. But uh, I think uh, we're gonna set up. I think that belt's gonna stay on Cody for a long time, and I think eventually it's gonna set up him and MJF again, and MJF's gonna take it off of him. So that's what I really think's gonna happen long term. Um, but, uh, I mean, I love like we're showcasing other guys. They deserve it. But, and I get Cody business wise, like why it's on him. But really, I feel like that belt should be on someone like Darby Allen. See, that's so, what I think. That's what I think. That's my pick to who is going to take it off of him. I love it. Because Don't get me wrong. I, I, I feel just like, think it's just things that's going to set it up. Yeah. I just need that Cody heel turn. That's all I want in my life. I want that Cody <laughs> FTR and Wardlow just force them to be the bad guys. Just do that. I'm ready for it. Because Fozzie's going back on tour. They announced their fall dates. Yes, they're coming here in New York. I'm going. (laughs) 
I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Love you to a third time. Let's go. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's so good. Really, they're a lot of fun yeah. live. Yeah. Legit. Legit. They've come a long way for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about this tag match, where, as we always stay, say here on the BCP, the real winners, the fans, Lucha Bros uh, versus FTR. I mean, pfft. Man, uh, I don't see FTR losing this early, you know, so close to them debuting well, a month ago, whatever it was. Um, but, man, I, I love the Lucha Bros. I, I think this is just going to be a phenomenal match. We'll see how much they abide by these, these questionable tag rules that we're seeing. But I, I have no complaints. I'm really enjoying this tag division. I, I got to go with FTR, but I, I would love to see the Lucha Bros win here. And like I said, the real winners, the fans. Tiff, your thoughts? Oh, you know, oh, I was like flustered with this match because of like in theory i feel like ftr should not be facing the lucha brothers like this week but i get it pay-per-view you kind of botched yourself right that's just kind of how i feel about this match and lucha brothers just came back just came back right lucha brothers are one of the best tag teams in the world i feel like and in theory they should win they really should win but with everything going on and how FTR was like, I'm going through the tag team division and all this, FTR is going to take this win, even though like it was like was so hard for me to make this decision. But yeah, I'm going to go with FTR, even though I feel like Lucha Brothers might take it. So yeah, I'm fighting with myself with this one. I might change my mind on Oli podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky. Okay, Bill, yeah. what do you got for us? <laughs> My ultimate, what I want to see here is I want to see, I want to see a time limit draw, because I want to see these guys go to a stalemate, and either we get an Iron Man tag or we get a two out of three falls tag, because I want to see these get like we you can't this can't be one and done, like this is like a this is a good feud and like. It hasn't had enough, like, in, in theory, like, this is should be, like, really, they've just touched upon it. Like, I want to see this grow. Like, I want to see these guys, like, be stymied by each other's strengths. You know, I want to see, like, every time the Lucha Bros go for some high-risk craziness, the, the old-school ground game of FTR neutralizes that, and vice versa. When they try and go for a high-impact move FTR, like... You know, the quickness of Ray Phoenix foils him again or, you know, somehow Pentagon is able to escape. Like, like make it so we see these guys again. And, like, to me, this is an all-out attraction match, you know. So have, like, put some sort of gimmick there. It'll be really cool. I don't know what you do with the Unboxed, but, hey, I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, and, yeah, let's see more of this, this combination because I think it would be really great. So... If I had to pick a winner, I probably am going to go with FTR. I don't want them to win. I want, Like I said, I want rematches, but I, I want uh, – although last week I think we were all convinced that, um, you know, the Bucks and FTR are going to win. And they lost not, not by hook or by crook. They lost clean. You know, I mean the Bucks took the pinfall, but, you know. So, man, you know, AEW can surprise us. You know, we all thought that was a, a, a layup, but I still think FTR takes the win here. Yeah, I think we're all pretty much on the same page here, but this is going to be a great match. Bill, every once in a while, you throw that draw card at me, man. I, I never to. see They've it They've done it. And, and like, I, I, like sometimes you've got, you, you've got to use it sparingly, and this is like a good way to use it sparingly. 
And they did it with Cody and Darby really well to set up future matches with them. So I'm just hoping they could do something like that here. That's fair. Well, let's get into some more tag action. Uh, we have six-man tag match. This one's interesting to me uh, how this came about. Uh, we have the Bucks and Omega, you know, the Elite versus uh, the Jurassic Express, if, if I'm correct here. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts on this match, guys? And uh, who do you think is, is going to walk away with the W here? This one's a little confusing for me. I think it's going to be a great match, though. Uh, we'll start uh, with Miss Tiffany. Yeah, this is another one that I'm kind of confused about. And I'm like... Honestly, it's, this is an easy pick for me. The, the the elite's taking this one. As much as like I'm a big Jurassic Express um, you know, fan, Marco's eating that pin. Uh, even though Jurassic Express needs this win, you know, but I just feel like the way that they've been booking, I just don't see the elite losing this one, so, especially since they just lost last week. So I don't see them eating another pin. Ugh. I uh, this is the thing about AEW, and I say this all the time. This is what I like. I like when I do these prediction shows because I toss so much, and throughout even the prediction show, I toss a lot, and it should be like that. I shouldn't be able to easy pick it because I can talk myself yeah. out of it. So, but yeah, I'm gonna go with with the elite and Kenny on this. Nice. I like it when they make us think. Bill, uh, are you on the same page? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I want to be like 90%. And that's what I, again, this is why I like AEW because I was watching another show another night that I'll keep off because it's not an AEW show. But it was like very much like they put on paper, it was a very good match, but I knew the outcome. I'm just like, it is so blatantly obvious this one person has not been pushed in forever. It'll be a good wrestling match, but I, 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 could, bar- I could barely pay attention. I know what the outcome is going to be. And it, and it was, and that happened multiple times on that show Monday Night Raw and um but you know it's uh sorry it, I mean for anyone getting confused it wasn't impact so it was what it was what I meant so we didn't know because I, I do like impact can't wait for them to put the world title on Ethan Page on Saturday that'd be great uh not gonna happen but man could dream uh I um I somehow think that like, it's just like, this is too clean for the Elite just to win. Like, something else has to happen here. Like, there is a, there this, the one thing about AEW also is, like, a lot of times when a match is put together, it leads to something or it goes somewhere else for these guys. And it's just like, okay, who benefits from the win? What, the Elite just wins, so what? You know what I mean? Where do they go from here? Does it, it's not adding to friction because Hangman's not there. It's not adding friction yeah. there. You know, but what does the loss do for Jurassic Express? Because they're not in the business to really just hotshot. I mean, they do. I get it. Hotshot matches just for the sake of hotshot matches. Like, a lot of times they like to go somewhere. So I'm wondering, does MJF get involved with Jungle Boy? So we see one more MJF-Jungle Boy match because those have been really great. Um, And that feud isn't done. So I think the Elite take it. Would it shock me if Jurassic Express won? No. Hey, listen, Marco's on a, on a roll. He beat Michael Nakazawa this week, so that's, that's big news for little Marco. But um, I think this is I think this is going to be kind of like what we saw uh, last week with Private Party. Like, the Elite's really going to bring out all the stops for the for Jurassic Express. They're going to look really good even if they lose. Yeah. And, and Jurassic Express has been looking really, really good. 
I've, I've really been enjoying their matches, Bill. Um, you mentioned uh, Jack Perry versus MJF. That was such a good match. I really enjoyed uh, Luchasaurus, uh, Matt Wittes' favorite, versus uh, Wardlow. Uh, man, I really enjoyed that match. I thought it was just great okay. storytelling. And the tag uh, match so, from Fighter Night 1. Super yeah. good. So good. Uh, I do feel, like Tiffany said, they are due for a win. Uh, I, I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm actually going to go with Jurassic Express on this one. Um, you know, like you said, Bill, I think it's going to come down to some sort of misstep or miscommunication uh, with the elite. And that will be a um, like a small snowball that will build and build mm. until we see some sort of breakup. And, and I'm cool with that. Jurassic Express still looks good, even though they've been taking a lot of L's lately. Uh, I think this is the W that's long overdue for them. Butcher the um, blade. But yeah, that's that that's who might cost it. Don't ever ah. don't mess with the angry monocle that is Andy Williams, man. That guy is the best. But uh, I would not <laughs> be shocked. And they're they're making up for lost time because it was that was that role was supposed to be uh, super bad squad, which I hated that name. Uh, well, Jack Evans and Angelico is still trapped, right? They're not. Yeah, they can't. I think. Well, is Angelico is Angelico in? He's in Spain, right? Is it? He was. Yeah. I don't know if he's there anymore, but he's international. We think. He's there. Ah, um, that would be great. It would be like a great surprise because it's like they're dropping tippets, like that they're around and they're mad that they weren't in the tournament and all these things, and it's like that buildup, right? Like we're still here, even though we're not here. So, like, how that would be a great surprise for fight for the fallen, though. Yeah, because the, they were saying Jack was stuck in Mexico, mm-hmm. but they and with Pentagon and like mm-hmm. not with him. But now Pentagon's here, so we'll see. Unless Jack is like, you know, he's got family, so he might be like, you know, I'm taking, doing the responsible thing, which, you know, hey, man, I don't blame him one bit for it. So we'll see. I would like that. That'd be cool. That's a very underused and underrated team in AEW. Yeah, yeah. They are good. We need more. This is why I always say, like, I love my elite. Don't get me wrong. You know, they're, they're some. this is the reason why I came to AEW was because of them. But, again... I love my indie guys, and it's like you signed all this great roster. Now use it. Use it. Showcase them. Like Private Party and Young Bucks had one of the best matches on the first week of Dynamite. So, and again, I'm biased. But you have all these other great guys, but what is it? Like, you know, I love AEW, but I'm getting a little turned off that that they're not, you know, a lot of the indie talents not getting used. and, And I feel like, not that they're getting buried, but they should be getting more wins. Start showcasing them. Start pushing them. Best friend should have took the tag team belt. But whatever. I can keep talking about AEW all the time. That's why I have a podcast. But <laughs> it's interesting. Okay. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I, I love. I actually do love the way that they are using these these indie talents. Um, you know, like even before AEW started, they they brought in a lot of these indie talents to start this company. So I, I do like uh, that they're using a lot of them on Dark. You know, some some of our friends, some of the people that we love to see here in New Jersey. Uh, obviously, Tiff, you're friends with a lot of them personally. So I do I do like to see that. Uh, you know, you can see them on social media. They're appreciative of that. So that's really good to see. But I will agree with you uh, on this. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple more W's for some of our guys, but and I understand it. It's kind of like old school, like where you had like the Razor Ramon beat up the you know local jobber. No disrespect, you know, but that's how it was. So I kind of see the formula here. But 
maybe we'll see some uh, new factions, new tag teams, a couple more W's for some of these guys. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm staying optimistic. And another reason that I, I tune into Dark and AEW every week is because of these indie guys. Did you watch yeah. this week? Uh, no, I was I was streaming something. After this, I'm going to watch my dude. I'm going to watch his match. Don't tell me what happened. I won't. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, there, I think there's also, like, you're going to see, like, what AEW has been, you know, it's been a blessing and a curse, especially with, uh, that they haven't had a lot of injuries or people out. So, like, they have a fuller roster than before because I think a big complaint AEW had, like, ending the year into the beginning of the year was, like, it's the same people every single week. Yeah. And they were using everybody. But now they have a ton of people. Plus, all, and so it's like, like the Dark Order is kind of like this big glut of people, you know. And they signed a lot of people. And they, they, I, they still have that second show eventually. So I think that's where they're going to put, you're going to see more people being used that are younger. But it's not happening right now. And like, who knows, like with the pandemic, like if people are going to get let go. Because Tony Khan said he's like keeping everyone on as long as he can till the till the eleventh hour if he has to because they're losing all the revenue for touring. Like yeah. they, they had a million dollar plus house from Newark that they never got. Yeah, so, including Bill's uh, luxury suite or whatever it was. Best seats I ever had for wrestling, man. It'll happen. It'll be worth the wait, my friend. Don't worry. Um, guys, before we get to the main event, which I believe is going to happen, Mox versus Cage. Correct me if I'm it wrong. Is it is going to happen. Let's talk a little bit about what uh, Bill had sent me earlier today. Jericho has some sort of uh, announcement. Uh, maybe it's that he's becoming Judas in his mind. I don't know. What do you guys think about what do you guys think uh, he has up his sleeve? Is this like a misdirect? Is he going to take some shots kind of like Taz has been doing lately? Is this just going to be something completely out of left field? Uh, something that might explain him going away for a while, as, as Bill had mentioned, uh, you know, band stuff and all that. Uh, any theories? I'll throw it to you, Bill, first. Mike Tyson. I've been saying this, and I've been arguing with Kyle on Oli Podcast, like, for weeks. He's like, it's not happening. I'm like, you watch. It's going to happen. So we have a whole thing going on on they, the Oli Podcast. Tony, like, I'm laughing when it happens. Tony Khan interviewed. I've read a lot of it. I can't always listen to Tony Khan interviews because he, he is very talkative. Um, and if I'm not in the... If I got, I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, can't listen to talkative people, even though I talk a lot, is um, um, he's saying about Mike Tyson, love working with Mike Tyson. If we could ever work with him again, blah, blah, blah. Of course you could work with him again. He, what's he doing? He's not doing anything. He's not going back to boxing right now. He's going to train for that forever. You know, he's taking, it's going to take a long time. So I'm, I, I thought it was going to be Jericho and Sammy pre-suspension taking on Orange and Tyson. I thought that was going to be the fighter fest match. Um, didn't happen. I'm hoping. I, I think you know if you want to like the ratings they got for Tyson, the Tyson Jericho pull apart po post double or nothing. It was almost a million views. They're bringing him back, and why not bring him back at all out just for a fight? Um, maybe a mixed, maybe a, uh, a tag match or something. It'll, it's gonna happen. I think, and I think that's what he's gonna do because he beat Orange Cassidy. That match was. Awesome. I love that match. I had been so down on wrestling with everything going on recently, and even though I talk about it all the time, is like watching that match I had like my hand on my hands on my hair, pulling it out, hoping Orange would win. I mean I don't do that with a lot of other wrestling companies, so that was pretty cool. So I think it's gonna be Tyson because Jericho who's he gonna fight? He's not going after Mox. 
You know, it's I think it's gonna be Tyson. Interesting. Tiffany, is that your thought as well? I'm, I take it. <laughs> yes. Someone yes. should yep. mod, modify like the old uh, punch out game and have like Jericho uh, oh, in there. You, and you know like, that someone's working on that because they got that. Um, be gift. That elite, the being the elite, they had the they had they had that sixteen uh, bit eight bit video game intro for a long time. Yes. All right. <laughs> Totally. Um, all right, guys, this is this is a quick one, but I, I do g- appreciate your guys' time. And let's get right to the main event. This has actually happened, happening. John Moxley, the AEW world champion, versus uh, Brian Cage, who's looked very impressive. We've, we've loved them on the indies for such a long time now. I've actually really, really been enjoying Taz on the microphone. Um, before we talk about who's going to win this match, uh, this could be a tricky one. Uh, your thoughts on that FTW title going on? Again, I didn't see the episode tonight with Dark. Um, your thoughts on that? Um, that playing a role, kind of that champion versus champion vibe, unless he lost it tonight, which I don't think happened. Um, let's Brian Pillman tip- Jr., watch out, man. Do you say I love Brian Pillman Jr. Wait till he's done with MLW. You you can uh, you can say what happened. I just don't tell me what happened with Serpentico. I mean, no, deductive reasoning. Yeah, uh, this is obvious. So I mean, I didn't watch it either. I didn't get a chance. I to mean, watch I would friggin' Dark I would have loved it if Pillman won that title that'd be amazing but no, he ain't dropping it that quick yeah. <laughs> it's funny because um i stopped watching wrestling for so long um and got back into wrestling about six years ago i think so i actually had to ask one of my friends the meaning behind the belt um Me too. so you know and that's and that's the thing too is like uh the friends that i have around that you're not being questioned well why don't you know that or you know like oh you're stupid for not knowing that so i like that that i can actually I the question you asked me I, i'm the one who told you ask Bill, yeah. yeah i think it was great like i was like oh you know they explained i was like all right cool i was like this i didn't know and you know so i wanted to be informed with it all so so now our whole thought process last week was like is this belt gonna get defended and like i don't know like i don't know how i feel personally about this belt just given to him i get it it's kind of like the blessing on it but this was my other thing too so if you got new fans the like aew they might not know like me like i didn't really know the backup behind it so now i know the backup behind it but i still i don't know like he needs a belt for this like to go in tomorrow i, I don't know i i'm not and really i'm always like positive about all this stuff so i personally don't feel like it's needed but I don't know. Who do you think is winning that uh, matchup for the AEW world title, though? Uh, no. <laughs> no. So so you want me to go into the whole thing of my prediction of it now? Yep. Or, so, yeah, go for it. All right. So Brian Cage is not the one pulling the belt off Moxley. It's Moxley did not have a long enough reign with the pandemic going on. I don't see Brian Cage as that person taking it off of him. And I think I this was a fan tweet that I had put out. I was like, who should take the belt off? I swear I sat in this background with a whole bunch of friends. And I swear two hours we were arguing who should take. It was bad. Again, you can break friendships here. <laughs> are, who should take the belt off? So some of them were saying Brian Cage. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Not me. Believable. Like that I could sit and see who takes it. If it's not Hangman Page, then I could see Pac taking it off Moxley. Hmm. That I would like to see. Yeah. But I could see yeah, I the way gonna he felt. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. No, just like I logistically. I like. 
But I would I think the way that it's going towards eventually we're gonna have that split between Kenny and Hangman. I would like to see Hangman turn heel. A lot of people would like to see Kenny turn heel, and I feel like that's gonna be Moxley's gonna drop it, I feel like, to Hangman and then and then he's gonna lose it to uh Kenny. I think heel so I think it's gonna be like a log build. So but I I don't see Brian Cage being the guy taking it off of him tomorrow. Absolutely not. Well said. Bill. Uh, ooh, so many things I want to say. Uh, <laughs> so FTW for, first introduced as the Brooklyn Belt. Because I remember seeing that title. I was like, this is the Brooklyn Belt. Which I'm so glad they changed the FTW because that's a dumb fucking name. It's the Brooklyn Belt. Uh, no offense to Brooklyn. It's just, like, it's just a weird thing. Um, so... FTW, I mean, the title started as this as this middle finger to Shane Douglas uh, because he couldn't compete. So this is kind of the same thing. It's just like the real champ shows up. Now, the problem you have there is Brian Cage just started. So it's not like this is um, Joe Janela or someone who's been there forever, or even Pentagon, you know, who's been there since day one. Um, yeah. So, although if you want to say Cage was in the all-out, Oh, I'm sorry, all in Battle Royal. I mean, you could make that argument. But I like the fact they gave it to him. It, it, it's just like kind of adding... It, it adds a little something. I don't know. It just it, it, To me as an ECW fan, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I think Taz has been delivering the promos that Paul Heyman has wished he's been doing, wish he could have done for the last two years. Because wow. Paul Heyman just says the same damn thing all the time. And I think they want him to say the same thing all the time and Taz is going out there and cutting the promos that Taz used to cut and he's now just updating them and it's amazing and he's selling he's single-handedly selling this match the problem I have with Cage losing this and someone brought this up I can't remember who it was I think it was the We Watch Wrestling podcast brought this up is all the big guys in AEW get built up real quick and they lose so Lance Got built up like a son of a bitch. Lost to Cody. Brody Lee comes in, built up like a son of a bitch. Loses to Mox. I don't think that was ever the plan for him to fight Mox, though, at All Out. I think that was like, I'm sorry, double or nothing. I think that just, pandemic, this is what happened. Change of plans. And then Cage, him losing really quick to Mox. It's okay, okay, where do these guys go? Now, the rebuilding Lance, cool. He's looking like a badass. Brody Lee, I don't know about him. I love him in the ring. Don't know what he, they're doing with him. Cage? Cage is great. I love Cage. I've been a big Cage fan since PWG, Lucha Underground, all that stuff. Him losing straight up, man, I don't know what they do with him. It's, uh, so I, I have no idea, but I still think you, you don't take it off Knox. Not not Brian Cage. Who do I think takes it off Knox? I think MJF is a big, a big contender for that. I thought they were building towards Knox, MJF, uh, all, uh, for eventually for All Out. Um, but that got kind of derailed. Pac, I would love to see that, but I don't know if we're going to see Pac the rest of this year because of travel restrictions. I just honestly don't think we're, we're going to see him, um, which sucks. And um, I I would love to see the Kenny or Hangman, and the Kenny and Hangman. And I, I almost see Kenny winning, going evil, and then Hangman eventually wins... Maybe at all, double or nothing. No, it's not double or nothing. I don't know how long it would take, but I also, but I also have my theory that 
Uh, Hangman, if he gets the belt, will be the guy that Cody brawls with when Cody goes heel with the Horseman. So that's that's mm-hmm. my whole that's my whole plan because I, I think when we get back to live crowds, if Cody goes heel, which everyone's been waiting for, the one dude who's going to be that Magnum TA meets the Sandman with that reaction, it's going to be Adam Adam Page, and people are going to they want him to be the number one guy to come. So I think that's where it's going to be. He should. It's, it's his turn, I feel like. I feel like the elite was big. Not that he's not big. I think he's grown from he the ha- Yeah, but he's – yeah, but I mean, yeah. I feel like they, they – like the whole Pac thing really – they fumbled it in the beginning. So, like, he yeah. didn't get over when he was in that main event. Yeah. And all out. And it was, it was like they had to rehab him. And now every – like, sadly, no crowds. But, like, he's the most overdue there. Yeah. Everyone loves him. And he just – I don't – understand how he's hit this next gear where everything he does in the ring is a high spot even if it's like a punch like he has just elevated his game to a level i just i have a hard time fathoming he's so good right now but i think also what they also said was that the belts were supposed to mean something so that they weren't it wasn't going to be a toss-off that quickly either I oh feel no like. i don't think it'll be quick uh- Right, so I feel like when that belt does come off, Mox, it has to be done in front of a crowd. Yeah. So it can't like, be. It can't. It can't be like tomorrow. You need that crowd reaction, that shock, even if it's being lost to a heel. Even if it was like, let's say MJF, if they were going to put it oh, on MJF, right? MJF. Can you imagine the heat that they would get from the fans in the crowd? The heat that, oh my god. I can only imagine it. So I again, like I, that's why I keep saying Brian Cage and our and, and my friend Ray. He thinks it's going to Cage, and I'm like, absolutely not. So I'll be doing a little happy dance tomorrow when it doesn't yeah. come off. We I, need we need fans. And, and it's just the, the shame too with Mox with his title because he was getting that Austin reaction every time he was coming out. So when he wins, and then it's immediately he's off, and he we we can't get the reactions. That's been the crazy thing about AEW is like. Yeah. There's so many things that they've done and they've booked, especially when you watch Double or Nothing. It was like, this was built for a live crowd. That Battle Royal, the way they were entering people, that was built for a live crowd. Yeah. Oof. Fair, fair I, just, I miss going to these shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I wish I could, uh, you know, like the GCW one real is re- and, and beyond Doubleheader is real tempting, but probably not. No, I'd Dude. be fine Moxley holding it to like next year, to be honest with you. This I, year's a bust. You yeah, know? They're not doing well, a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't think they can get away with a live event this year. Because everything I think they yeah. pushed to later this year is now um, like higher. It's like the uh, the cases are exploding. I'm yeah, surprised they're still even in Florida at this point. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. What's what's going on right now? But uh, I'll say this, and, and based on what you guys are saying, you know, it's funny we're talking about people not even directly involved in this match, which shows me how much you guys think that Mox is going to retain. I think you know, as long as Mox and Renee Forever Young are uh, are healthy, it's that disapproving. I need to get that cookbook when it comes out. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think as long as they're healthy, uh, I see Mox holding on to this. Uh, you know, like you guys said, as long as possible until you can maybe get that crowd reaction. Until you can get, uh, I don't want to say a bigger name because that sounds very disrespectful. Until you can get the right person in the right place to take that belt, I think. And uh, Brian Cage is, is very impressive, uh, physical specimen. He's great. I, I love the pairing with Taz. I think it's an a- absolute 
Grand Slam. So uh, I'm excited for this this card overall, guys. Are you, are you guys pumped for this one? Or are you guys going to be watching NXT? Oh, you're talking to the girl who runs an AEW I, podcast. I, what am I I'm watching? Joking. I'm cheap, <laughs> bro. I don't want to get beat up. Oh, no, I know what Bill's watching. Are you reviewing it, Bill, for the site? Yeah, I'll actually write it this time. I'm actually in a good mental headspace to write it. So, yeah, no, I, I you know, NXT is, you know, all well and, and dandy. And I'm sure they'll try and figure out what's happening when to put the same exact type of match on at the same time. But, because um, that's what they do. But, yeah, I'm stoked for this. And, and it's it's really cool that they're raising money um, for yes. uh, COVID-19 charities. Um I think they said you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees. The number one selling shirt is their Fight for the Fallen uh, charity shirt where all the proceeds, 100% proceeds go to the COVID relief. And there's like a, a food bank to they're sending it to or like a food bank type of group. Uh, it's a pretty cool shirt. Um, and I think they're going to be doing like calls. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a phone bank, to be honest with you. Like just even if it's fake with all like the random ass people like Peter Avalon and like luchasaurus and, and, and like mjf yelling at people like that would be funny um i love that and AEW always they, they, they're usually funny people so like I, I appreciate that so yeah it's a good cause so if you have a couple bucks definitely definitely support it i mean there's a lot of people especially in florida right now who need to need the help yeah we absolutely will Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, now now that we talked about like the great cause and that's super important, and I really do think everyone should, you know, let's let's fix the world here, people. It is very very broken. Let's all, you know, use our platforms right now to raise some money for some great causes and and help people's health and save lives and all that great stuff. But now that we said that, let's get our own personal shameless shameless promo in here. Tiffany, tell us a little bit about No Holds Barred Network, All Elite Pod, all that good stuff. <laughs> or I like to call it the No Holds Barred. <laughs> that's the running show. <laughs> <laughs> the No Holds Barred Network. I do way too many shows. I'm burning myself out. <laughs> nah, but we focus, yeah, the only podcast is our main baby on the No Holds Barred Network. And also I focus on a lot of indie stuff. So Under the Ropes is where I interview independent wrestlers, referees, promoters, backstage, whatever it is. I want to chat with them. And uh, what else? A wrestle Forum. We get to talk with other people that work in the wrestling industry and indie talks is randomly. You can watch Ray get chopped by wrestlers. That's fun. Yes. Shows that we get to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's all good fun, all positive. We need some positive in our life. So, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and we're on YouTube and all audio as well. So... That's uh, that's where I shall be. <laughs> Hashtag chop Ray Day. Ray has my respect. Maybe Ray will make uh, the debut on the BCP coming up soon. We'll see what happens there. Bill, uh, tell us a little bit about a site that I'm so proud to carry the banner for, uh, thepopbreak.com. Yeah, every single day, thepopbreak.com. We got the best uh, thoughts, news, reviews, and interviews, and all podcasts about film, television, music, uh, comic books, and pro wrestling. Uh, you could, I am the host of the Socially Distance Podcast, along with the managing editor, Al Manorino, where we talk about all sorts of news and fun stuff that's happening, and usually one of us may, it has had a couple of drinks, so it's always a good time. So the Socially Distance Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, a couple other places. And, uh, and then um, we also have our Pop Rick TV, which is our all our TV podcasts. Um, I am on the monthly I think it's just, oh, TV break. Yeah, duh, sorry. It's one day, uh, which is also Pop Break TV is also on the same platforms I just mentioned. Uh, we are at popbreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, 
forward slash popbreak.com all spelled out on Facebook at the pop break on Instagram. And yeah, if you're hearing this for the first time and wondering what type of wrestling stuff we do, you know, we've, uh, you know, interviewed Cody, Joey Janela, Chris Jericho, you know, going, doing some WWE stuff, you know, that Rob's hint, hint, Rob brother, you know, Kurt Angle. I got to talk to Dolph Ziggler one time. It was pretty cool. So, you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot of wrestling stuff on there going back in the archives. So, yeah, check us out, popbreak.com. And, yeah, if you host a wrestling podcast and you need a gray beard to come talk about a lot of stuff, at Bodkin Writes, find me on Twitter. Love it. Yeah, this was a dream team. And, you know, this is an impromptu one, like we keep saying. You know, I wasn't doing it for my lighthouse tonight, Bill. But oh, I do appreciate God. you guys. I know. That lighthouse yet. is in Not- the middle of an ocean. Those days are far behind me, hopefully. But uh, I do appreciate you guys coming on uh, last minute. Uh, guys, continue to success moving forward with your podcast and all your creative endeavors. And like I always say here on the BCP, guys, stay safe, stay positive, and take care of each other. We're out. Peace.